All right. What's up, guys? We are back for episode six of Hot Topics. Got my boy Will Gray over here, my co-host. And we got a really special guest today. We got my boy B Maze. B Maze, how you feeling? How you feeling? Man, I'm blessed. Good. Chilling. Happy to be in the atmosphere with you, man. It's, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's it's always uh good to just be around good people, especially when you know you got so much motion. My man was yeah. just in Houston, went somewhere <laughs> else. We were just talking about it before, and then meeting Will, man. It's all always just good vibes, bro. Yeah, no, it's, it's good vibes. This is like long overdue. We've been following each other on socials for so long. We we finally got a, a photo shoot in together. Exactly. About time we get a workout in, drop that for him. But know. you know, I'm glad that we are able to get this podcast episode. So I'm, I'm just hyped to talk some ball, man. I was, <laughs> this is the first time on the show we get to talk ball, and you know that's what I do. Like that's yeah. all I do is talk ball. So I finally get to talk with someone who's who's been through who's been through it all, kind of over here. So I'm hyped. We got the NIU days, man. Yes, <laughs> Midwest baby, Max right yeah. now. <laughs> I went to the Orange Bowl when they when they played FSU. I was man. there at the game. Yeah. You know what's crazy? That was my like recruiting year. So yeah. One of like uh, the parents that. At the high school that I went to, bought tickets, wasn't able to go, gave them to me and my family. Oh, we wow. went and, like, bro, when I say, like, the best recruiting trip, like, I'm at the <laughs> Lafonta Blue with all the players, like, hanging out. Mm -hmm. At this time, it's 2013. Drake's performing on the beach. Bro. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm 17, 18. This is lit. Like, yeah, I, don't dude. Turn bro. Like, I don't got to play no game. Like, I'm yeah. taking it. Like, dude, being, it, being in Florida for bowl season is, like, crazy because they got, like, four bowls going on. Like, I was in Clearwater, and they had Auburn and Wisconsin going, I think, that same or the same year, damn near. And it was, like, it, it, it's a lot of fun, man. The beaches be packed. It's a party. It's a party. I was only, like, 13, though. So. <laughs> We went to the PGA National in Boca Raton. Mm -hmm. When I say changed my whole like percept, like just perception of life and like wealth and everything, like bro, I seen somebody take their Rolls Royce, drive it down the street, and then drive over their own bridge to their private island. What, <laughs> like, bro? This is this is like a whole nother level. Like I need yeah. to be like them, bro. <laughs> what? For real, like, mm -hmm. and then like just taking all that in, and then you know what I'm saying, like. Obviously, I was young, so I'm just doing eight. Yeah, we're just we're just going out, having a good time, like just being in the atmosphere. But man, just just like the perception and like perspective. Like, yeah, once you grow your perspective and see like what's really out there, it's just like, man, I gotta get here, you know, yeah. by any means yeah. necessary. So it's crazy. It's just crazy, man. Just think about like the time and you know. Everything. Yeah. No, that's that's literally just just insane. Like you, that exposure, I think, just like seeing something and just like. It makes you be like, oh, if, if he can do it, I can do it, you know, because you realize we all people at the end of the day, bro. Bro, I, I literally, and you know what's crazy? Some As, like, I get older and meet a lot of these people that are very successful and doing whatever they're doing, you realize, like, there's not a, there's not, there's not a difference. There's literally not a difference. I was just on a phone call the other day with a guy um, who's an appointment setter. Bro is 24, <laughs> making, yeah. like, 300K like a month. Oh my god. He's like really killing this business. And like I'm you know, I'm 28, so I'm yeah. picking up on you know what I'm saying? Yeah, We're yeah. just talking and exchanging information and you know it's crazy, but like it's it's just no there's no like I feel like there's no set time for you to like pop. You know what no. I'm saying? You really have to like trust your process and run your process and run your race because man, there's just so many stories in just this year alone mm -hmm. that I've seen like some of my friends that have been grinding for a very long time. Yeah finally get to where they need to get to and like where they wanted to get to and it's it's it makes me happy bro it's yeah crazy. 
no and that's and that's like good that you got that circle that all y'all like stay connected and y'all genuinely support each other i think that's like the key with everything is like finding that circle where like your boys are supporting you and just like celebrating like your biggest days like i don't know that it's hard to find nowadays i feel like man i feel like um community is so big um i think in this world you see everybody like all the memes i feel like it's like kind of like a gender war and like all yeah. the memes going around like oh i don't need nobody i can do this mm -hmm. on my own self-made but at the end of the day man like none of that stuff like really means anything because like if you even if you make it by yourself who's there with you yeah exactly like, you know what i'm saying like community is everything bro and like it takes like they say it takes a village to raise a child so, yeah you know why would i want not want to be able to make it with my friends like do things with my friends like the memes that i see where like a group of friends are all pulling up and mercedes you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? tricked out exotic cars like that's what i want like, yeah you know, you know what i'm saying community is everything so. that's kind of why i started this whole network like for me it was like I grew up around my boys talking talking sports and you know i was like the only one who really pursued it and you know wanted to make a passion out of it and so i started my own sports network did my own thing and then like i wanted to give people the opportunity around me who enjoy talking about sports like the opportunity to pursue this as a career to give them something to do because like we'd be talking with my boys all the time like just shooting the shit about ball like so like i want to give them the opportunity to do that like in the media like like Growing up, it was my dream to talk about sports for a living. And, like, I know that they would drop that shit for a second if they had that opportunity. So that's kind of, like, my goal is, like, I want people around me to make it with me. Like, I don't want to do it on my own. Like, that's why that's why I got Isaiah here with me, too, is, like, you know, me and him working together for two years at Hawkeyes and shit. And then, like, like I was like, bro, like, we too close not to be doing something together. Like, you want people with you. Like, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing because, like, I'm sure you've had some – obstacles or whatever just life, man. And yeah. anybody who's living right now has issues yeah like anybody <laughs> exactly has problems the only person that doesn't have problems is a dead man mm -hmm. so like yeah. i know being able to like lean on your boys at a certain mm -hmm. point and like for your boy to be like man see, see it through you know what I'm yeah saying? Sometimes exactly all, that's sometimes all it takes yeah yeah so, exactly I, man community is huge bro community your network Mm -hmm. your community i feel like community and network are the same thing yeah you know what i'm saying i feel like exactly. it's just another way of saying a business term of saying community yeah 100 yeah. honestly make a lot of sense and and just building a like they say building a quality network you want to have a quality community like you can sometimes it's not about how big your network is it's more about the quality of people in there that is going to really push you and really excel you to the next level that's really how i feel about it no you're you're 100 that's they just hit different. Yeah, right. <laughs> it does, it's like, man, like, I'd rather have some solid friends, like solid people around me, because Lord willing, like, we've all been in a situation where someone's referred you to someone and it kind of didn't, it kind of went south, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and for whatever reason, you could look at your own, like, yeah. like, what you doing? Like, you set me up with this? Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, and that's, that's something that, like, as I've grown as a person, as I've grown as a man, like, I take pride in like i have a really really like my friends are really great like, yeah they show up for me they're there to push me like in some and i think the better part is like my friends hold me so accountable to like what i say yeah and like what i'm doing so like it, it's it could be the smallest of things you know what i'm saying and we're very accountable to each other and it's you know it's it's great but at the same time it sucks but at the same time it's like it's your homeboys so yeah exactly exactly yeah. Bro. like <laughs> right. you don't want yes men around you yeah. like nobody wants yes men around you and like 
like having him with me now, like I've I've had situations throughout this process of starting my own business, like where I've had yes men telling me like, oh, this is good, this is good. Coming along with him, like I know how like he's a perfectionist, like he's gonna tell me straight up, like, I don't like this, like I am not with this, like you need to be doing something else. And like it's like really changed my perspective on everything because I was like, damn, I've never had this. This is what I need to I think to get to that next level. So like you don't want to be around yes men because nothing's gonna go right for you. businesses and, and stuff like that i think my business partner is really like my business partner and the people that we've connected with over these past like recently like the last month two months yeah has been so key for me and him just because you know we've been through like, i feel like when you start your own business you go through a ringer of like an unknown stage like no one did, mm-hmm. like all these people sell courses and it tells you how they did it but yeah. that's not necessarily how it's going to happen for you or exactly. Isaiah or me. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's situation is different. We all come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like things are things are hard out here. Everybody's trying to figure out life. So like the course is going to sell you an idea, but the idea doesn't get you yeah. to the goal. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So like that's something that you know it's it's crazy. Me and my me and my business part were just talking about it. Like the connections we made over these past two months have pushed us so much farther in business than it has the last two years. So I think that just goes to show you, like, community is really, really, really important. Yeah. And about that quality, it hits yeah. it about, you yeah. know, you had two years of, like, just going through them. You probably built a big network and a big community. Yeah. But now that you done found the right people, that's what's really pushing you forward to get to the goals that you have. Yeah. And then, you know, it's crazy. Um, So, like, I, I met Isaiah through Jordan. And yeah. Jordan and me did a photo shoot together. And he's like, man, you should link with my guy Isaiah, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, all right, cool. You know, um, I'm I'm going to hit him up and link with him. And like watching Jordan kind of go through his process. Yeah. You know, it's kind of been like motivation. Of course. But like whenever me and him talk, it's always a good conversation about like networking people. Exactly. One thing that me and him had talked about, he's like, man, and like he he says, he literally preaches it all the time. If you Mm want to improve your network, you got to like put yourself out there. Exactly. And I feel like everybody feels like somebody else should be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah. oh, they should come to me. But like, it's like an ego thing. Like, yeah. oh, you got to get over that. You really got to put yourself out there. Like, think about if someone approaches you on the street and is like, hey, man, like, how you doing? Like, how, how you exactly. doing? Most of the time, you're going to be receptive unless you're just having a really bad day. You exactly. know what I'm saying? But no, yeah. I mean, most people are going to be receptive to that. So, like, I think putting yourself out there, and that's one thing I focused on. Like, one of my other friends, we talked about trying to attend a networking event a week. Mm-hmm. like it's been hard and we haven't hit it every yeah, time but, but like just the even on a month the accountability mm-hmm. yeah he just texted me yesterday like he just got back from phoenix he just texted me yesterday oh we didn't hit the networking event <laughs> well my boy you just went to yeah phoenix, right no like it's it, again that accountability that community like yeah mm-hmm. so key so key man no, that's key. I know. I know. We got a few football questions. Yeah, I, I wanted to. I want to. I want to. I want to dive into your time in DeKalb. How was your time in DeKalb, man? I grew up thirty minutes right outside of DeKalb. So, Belvedere. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Aurora. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to hear about this, man. You played. You were in like the the peak era of NIU, dude. Like, to be honest, bro. Like, my when I look back on my time in DeKalb. I'm just grateful. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really grateful. I've met a lot of great people from that time. I've uh, I met a lot of not so great people at the time. And then, like, it helped me grow up. And, mm-hmm. like, you have to look at everything you go through in your life as, like, how did it shape you and how did you come out of it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I learned a lot from the cow. Like, I, I can honestly say, like, 
that transition from like a boy to like a man started in the cow. I don't mm-hmm. think it, it mm-hmm. finished in the cow, yeah. but like it definitely started. So, um, man, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I loved NIU. Um, I love playing there. Uh, I love my teammates, man. We had some of the wildest times together and, um, yeah, man, I can't, I can't say I'm a little upset that they closed some of my spots in the cow. I'll work through that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you were guarding Kenny Galladay. Yeah. How was that like? That's why I, I was excited about this one. You know that. Yo, KG, uh, my guy. What, like, you know what's crazy? KG is probably one of the quietest people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Really? Like, when I first met him, super laid back, super quiet. As I got to know him, still yeah. really quiet, but like funny and just like mm-hmm. always was a good time. And then it's, you know, when we go into practice, it's like, you know that's your dog but at the same yeah. time you're not about to it's like your your brother for real like you know yeah look exactly <laughs> like, he was really on like kenny kenny was going at it we would go at it and practice and you know it was one of those things where it just you know it's 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 a day in day out battle i remember my first one-on-one <laughs> like one of my first one-on-ones in camp and uh tommy lee lewis T. Lee, man. T. Lee was like that dude. Like, <laughs> especially like when you get recruited and coming in, you like you can set up like, okay, these guys are like the top tier. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. So like, I remember lining up and T. Lee was lined up against me, and um, I think he said something like, "Hey, get this freshman out of here." <laughs> like that, you know? I, was, I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm never ducking smoke. You know what I'm saying? I line up. T. Lee runs an out route. I'm not gonna lie, I did some type of slip thing. My knee did something. He messed me up, but he definitely caught the ball. And it, yeah. def- but like in that moment, my perception changed from like, yo, this isn't, this is like real life college football. Like, yeah. you really got to be a dog every, every snap, every rep. Mm-hmm. Like, that Iron Sky is not gonna lie, man. So, yeah. after that, man, it just, it just lit a fire up underneath me. And I think honestly, that was one of the best camps I had. Like, mm-hmm. I had like six interceptions coming in as a freshman. Hell yeah. I was balling. So, you know, my teammates can attest to that. They they know what's up. Yeah, And I want to talk about like the the college experience and like when do you really like you know moving on to professional sports afterwards? Um, is there is the business aspect of it still there in college sports, or do you not really realize like is it still more of that camaraderie, or do you see like still somewhat of the business aspect? different changes like i had a different coach every year mm-hmm. yeah so like talk about adversity man it's like you're learning a whole new personality every year yeah you know what i'm saying and you know we had different um like everybody has their different way of doing things you know what i'm saying so like mm-hmm. just learning that and then at the same time like remember you're still 18 19 <laughs> yeah. I think, and i think a lot of people like that are out there that see people do certain stuff it's like man, you did stupid stuff when you were 18, 19, too. And, like, people don't understand, like, think about it this way. You go from us. I went to a small high school. Like, bro, I graduated with, like, 60 people. Oh, my god! You know gosh. what I'm saying? And, like, four or five of us in my class went D1. So, like, okay, we were, like, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, our coach, like, I was coached by Don Beebe. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, fat one did his speed. 40s, yeah. no one for speed. You know what I'm saying? So, I did his speed class when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. 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 Everybody knows Don, man. You know, going from that to like automatic like pedestals, like whatever you do is going to be in the paper. Like, mm-hmm. Whatever you do, like 
is going to reflect on everybody in the uni- like university. And it's, it's a lot like, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, like, I'm not thinking about that when I was walking around the cow. I was just trying to be a college student and trying to yeah. enjoy my time. Like, yeah. this is my first time not having to answer to my mom mm-hmm. and dad. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, everybody else is doing one thing, but, you know, they give us a speech like, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you dibble and dabble in different things. Yeah. Kind of kind of find your way and kind of find, find your niche. Yeah, hitting that D1 spotlight at that such of a young age, because I look at myself now 23 years old, like me at 18, like I couldn't even imagine that. So, like, your life changes like that. Like, you have to you have to hold yourself to a whole new standard at such a young age. And I think that, you know, sometimes college kids get the, the very brunt ends of things because especially like division one athletes, because like they're going through a whole new lifestyle change. And at the same time, you're trying to figure yourself out, you know, and especially being in a college atmosphere, there's parties going on stuff like that. So you really have to work through and navigate all that. And like, yeah. and that's, and that's the thing that like, you kind of got to figure out like who you want to be mm-hmm. quicker than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're there to play sports, but you know, you want you want to have a good time. Like you want you want to enjoy yourself, you want to enjoy your experience and like by all means, you know, I feel like people should enjoy whatever experience they're in. Um, you just kind of learn there's a time and place for everything. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that I learned at NIU. Um, because you know, my I was redshirted, so I, if you're yeah. redshirted, you know, you got you kind of got free reign and go yeah. Out yeah, exactly. Boys, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? but um you know, even then, like, that's, I feel like, when I, my mental toughness was really tested because yeah. when you're redshirted, you're on a team, you still practice, you go through everything, but you just don't play any games, you don't travel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you go back to the crib and you, you go to the Friday night games or go, you know, see your family and people see you out. They're like, aren't you supposed to be at school? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Like, and, and to sit there and explain your situation to everybody. Like, over and over. It's OD. It's yeah. not going to do that. So, you know, you just kind of, like, go through it. And then at practice, you know, as a competitor, you're going to be like, yo, I'm better than this person. I'm better exactly. than this person. Yeah. And, like, me personally, I don't care who it was. Like, I remember when they told me I was redshirted. I called my dad, and I was in tears. Yeah. Was like, bro, I had six picks coming in as a freshman. Like, I didn't – Bro, yeah. first of all, they gave me the number 43. <laughs> I just want it to be said. They, gave me, yeah, yeah, they yeah. gave me a sheet before I got there, and they said, b Mays, what number do you want? I said, 1, 2, or 21. Yeah. 43. 43. 43 is a lot. So I was automatically hot. And, like, you know, my homeboys that I met there um, that were from Florida, it was like, ah. You know, they talk all funny. They like, hey, they trying you. They trying you. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have lowered. Like, my boy had 18. Yeah. Well, my other boys had 33. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah. y'all must really not fuck with me. Like, yeah. it, it, and it just it just hit different. But, um, yeah, like, you know, you're going through all the mental things and going through practice. And then, you know, you're – when you're – people don't understand. When you're when you're registered, you're on scout. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. you're going against – T. Lee every day. You're mm-hmm. going against KG every day. Yeah. You're going against the 250 pound back that you just seen run somebody over on ESPN. And Lynch was there too at the time, yeah. right? Jordan Lynch, yeah. <laughs> Jaden Lynch, man. That, that guy's hilarious, bro. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. went to my promo game last week and seen him. And it was, it was mm-hmm. but yeah, man. It's You go against all these people all the time and then like you have to find that like line of like learning how to practice mm-hmm. but then also getting better at the same time mm-hmm. and that's very difficult for some people to gauge because you're it's like you're growing up and up to this point 
you've been kind of surpassed with everything because you're yep. super good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you come to a place where everybody else is super good mm-hmm. and you got to, you know, show that you're better. But then sometimes it's just not your time. Like yep. for yeah. me, like Jimmy Ward was there. We had um, the D chain, Deshaun. We had Marlon. Like we had guys that had NFL scouts coming to see them, mm-hmm. coming to our practices to see them. Yeah. So like, you know, like as much as a competitor as I am, I had to understand like, Yo, I had to wait for my time. Yeah. And in that in that process, like I need to be getting better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I can say I did during that time. It was tough though. Definitely tough because you know, waking up in the Midwest and going to practice and it's 40 degrees outside, 30, 10, snowing, like, you know, there's a lot of days you don't want to do it. And then on top of that, you know you're not gonna get to play. Yeah. You're dealing with like still being an athlete, still being, you know, at the school, having to do everything everybody else does, but not being able to get the satisfaction of yeah, Saturday. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, I know you, you kind of touched on, like, that mental health, like, kind of aspect yeah. of it. Um, My question is kind of, like, what is your why then? Like, what 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 gets you going to, to wake up and to keep pushing it and to wait it out knowing that, like, it's not your time and you might not play in the game? Like, how do you keep pushing, especially at a young age like that? Man, um, to be honest, bro, from from like I would say when I made the decision that I was really gonna focus in on football, mm-hmm. like first of all, I loved baseball. Like baseball okay. was my sport. Like I when I say I was really good at baseball, I was you two was times <laughs> better at baseball than I was football. Oh wow, okay. But like, you know, when it came to where I was getting offers and kind of like how high school was playing out mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. like I just gravitated more towards football. So that's mm-hmm. just what it turned out to be. Yeah. Um so like once I kind of took and went about that went like that route it just kind of i just told myself like man i'm gonna go to the league yeah that, that was it like to be honest that, that's that was it so everything i did was to go to the league and then my coach went to the league so like he's i'm doing i'm running practice the same way the green bay packers did when he did in buffalo and yeah. like i'm hearing him i'm seeing these people show up to our practice like, okay you know it's almost like that thing with like you see a car you want and you sit inside it and yeah. now your mind goes okay this is attainable mm-hmm, so yeah. i'm seeing these people come to my practice so i'm like this is attainable. yeah yeah this is like real life attainable for me mm-hmm. so i just start putting it in the work man and, and literally i just kept telling myself like even to this day like i'm going to make it exactly and there's not there's nothing more that needs to be said and like it's funny that you asked that because i have a buddy uh tarp man i'm so happy to talk about my dog uh so happy i have to give him his like flowers bro this man the same year that we were coming out and training for our pro day he tore his uh acl or mcl either one Mm -hmm. and was rehabbing we went to the aaf workout Mm -hmm. he still wasn't healthy you know we neither of us got picked up yeah kept going bro we've gone me and him like when i say that's my road dog that's my road dog he's been through different leagues i've been through different leagues he just um, this past year in the USFL, he balled, and when I'm when I'm saying he balled, like I was so proud yeah, of my yeah. dog because he was out there like really giving them the business, like yeah. making plays that I didn't even know this man. <laughs> yeah. So like he gets, you know, after that time, you know, summer comes around, and the summer around July is when NFL workouts start happening. Yeah, you know, and if you're gonna get called in for camp, that lets you know, like, okay, I'm about to get picked up. Like, yeah. you know, this is on. He didn't, he didn't really get anything, and then he got a workout with Green Bay. Okay. But then the day that his workout was, they signed, like, a bet, you know, and, and it happens. So yeah. they signed a bet. And I, I remember calling him and telling him, I said, bro, I said, bro, it's coming. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, Literally, yeah. I think not even a month later, 
he got signed by the Atlanta Falcons. What? And like this man is right now to this this very second. If I call my dog, <laughs> yeah. he's probably getting ready for practice, putting his pads on. And like, yeah, bro, people don't understand the journey. This man grinded for six and a half years. Yeah, yeah. No league op, no nothing. And mm-hmm. then think about it at the same time, like. You're still a man. Like, you still want to, exactly. you, you know, you're still a person. You still want to go out. You still want to do things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he literally sacrificed so much just to get a, 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 a chance, chance. Yeah, an inkling of a chance of opportunity. And, like, to see him on that stage right now, yeah. like, man, it, it almost like, I'm not even going to lie to you. When he yeah. first got signed, I called this man after high yoga. Yeah. And two grown men were on the face. I'm yeah. crying. Yeah, like, no, I was just yeah. so happy for him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, like, People don't understand, bro. Like, my my dog was doing valet at one time, making minimum wage. Yeah. Still, like, getting up at five thirty to go train. Yeah. Getting yeah. up at six a.m. to go train, and this is five six days a week. Yeah. Like, so, like, when you talk about like your why and like what really drives you, like, mm-hmm. you know, it when you I'm the type of person I know Tarps that type of person where when I tell myself something, that's just what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go after it 110. percent yeah so that's my long, long no video. no I, no that's 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 the that's the definition of having a dog what you're doing like yeah. having an absolute a real brother yeah. you know and and y'all have that relationship clearly where like y'all support each other like 10 toes down a thousand percent and like there's no there's no competition or like jealousy between y'all like no. y'all y'all really just rocking with each other like yeah. you know you supporting him and, but it also is healthy competition because it motivates you probably mm-hmm. to be like i know my time coming too and I, now i'm gonna work Bro, 10 times harder too man, literally just yesterday because you know i'm i'm hurt right now you know what i'm saying yeah. this past year like and it's it's <laughs> that's also another thing like when people ask you about your process I've yeah. learned to give very bare minimum answers yeah. because you don't want to give too much information into what you're doing yeah. because then that gives someone else the energy to be like, well, why are you doing that? Why yeah. are you doing this? Like, why are you, why are you working out so hard? Cause yeah. then it plays back in your head. Like Damn, you start questioning. You know what I'm saying? You see you we're on Instagram, TikTok. You've seen yeah. all these kids riding around in ferraris yeah. and all types of stuff and it's just you know it's not good for your mental focus and yeah. your mental health because you need to be here mm-hmm. you, you need to be straight on you yeah. have the you need to have the blinders on you need to be having people that are pushing you to where you said you need to go you don't yeah. need the outside distractions of this and that and yeah if, you know what i'm saying because it, it just makes it harder but and then also in reality it kind of taught me like no one really cares yeah like no yeah. one no one cares like, yeah it, you just really got to lock in. Yeah. Really focus on yourself and really focus on what you're doing. Um, Life after college, you know, you know, you've said what CFL, yeah, USFL. I've had, I've had a lot of different workouts. A lot of different workouts. Dang near at every league. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I thought I was going to get picked up by the CFL, I actually went to the workout. I was in Texas and Dallas and uh, I got to the workout table and like, you know, you got signed the waivers, like, yeah. sheets, all that stuff. And it was for the BC Lions. Uh, and I remember the scout because my me and my agent were on the phone talking to him the mm-hmm. day before. So I'm like, oh, I introduced myself. Hey, I'm Brandon Mays, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, okay. You know, um, and there's normally a fee associated. So my scout or my agent had already paid you yeah. know, for me. He's like, ah, don't see it. So mind you, now I'm from Chicago. I yeah. flew to Dallas. Yeah, I had to put myself in a hotel room. Mind you, I had to do like get acclimated, do a little workout, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing all these things to mentally prepare. Yeah. I get to the table to sign my information in. You telling me that my agent didn't pay when I know my agent did pay. 
Does mm-hmm. he show me and send me the receipts? And I'm sitting, what? I showed him the receipts, right? He's like, nah, I don't remember. I I don't recall. Like, what? Yeah. So, like, mind you, I had to call an Uber, get to the nearest Chase. I, I think I actually had to call my grandma. Yeah. Ask her for 200 bucks. She sent me the money. I went, to, I went into that workout and I was so mad. Yeah. Like, so mad. So, like, when you talk about, like, your mental edge and everything. Like, yeah. When I say chip on my shoulder, chip on my shoulder, and I murdered that. <laughs> yeah. Bro, anybody, anybody that stepped on that line, like I was real life angry. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. real, like I just the disrespect I felt in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like just carrying that on, like that will forever be like the vivid memory in my mind. So whenever I do these workouts and think yeah, about yeah. what I went through post college, it's just like that's the mentality for everything. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's crazy just kind of how like in you know I just worked out for the XFL last year I mm-hmm. yeah. for um I haven't done any workouts yet because I'm still recovering from this past surgery but yeah. even when people ask you like oh what league did you play in and it's like oh I played in the IFL people are like so is that the NFL or is that <laughs> like and then like you know like I said again going back to like where you're at and like kind of where you know everything's at and where your mental's at. I think the less people know, the better. You yeah, one hundred percent. Unless people care, like yeah, obviously yeah. talking to y'all right yeah, now. Yeah, This is a comfortable space. You know what I'm saying? I'll, yeah. I'll let 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 it all out. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because what I hope is that somebody else that's going through what I'm going through hears this and like grabs some motivation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Grabs that extra inch to just keep going because you, we've all seen the memes and stuff before. Like you're that close to being a diamond or that close to yeah you know, hitting the goal. So. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like another thing with these leagues, man, I think the NFL really needs to come in and buy these leagues out. I feel like like the, this is a hot take of mine that I'm like really passionate about. Like they need to buy these leagues out and give all of these players fair opportunities because I think there's so many dogs in these leagues who aren't getting their fair shake because the NFL, yes, is granted looking at them. But like if the NFL had more of like a minor league system where teams could partner with other teams in these big leagues like if the usfl and the xfl could merge like we've been talking about and stuff like that i think that like the opportunities could be so much better for you guys just to, like work your way through the system and like really you know have a chance at the at the league this is like a hot take of mine that i've been like they need to come in and buy these leagues out you want to you know why mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm give you the real life answer of why i i agree with you i 100 yeah. percent agree with yeah. you brandon mays agrees with what we said <laughs> The only reason that won't happen is because when you're going to the NFL, they're not looking for people to add to the league. They're looking for reasons to get you out. Okay. Like, they're not, and that's that's a part everybody feels like, oh, the league needs me. No, they don't. Like, yeah. bro, right now, I'm sure if they gave Terrell Owens a contract, he's gonna go out there and murder a lot of DBs right now. Yeah. And like the thing is, like. It's going to the league's going to push you up. Like this is that's why they say the window of opportunity is so small. Yeah. It's like point zero one. Yeah. I guess less than five percent of athletes that make it even make it. I think it's even less than that. that make it to D one. See, probably even less now yeah. because of you know the transfer portal and all that stuff yeah. going on. But like, yeah. it's a really small amount. So like, for me personally, like when I think about when I'm really having a really like hard time, like I think about where I came from. You know what I'm saying? Like I came from a point where like. None of my family played football, like major football, major league football, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that, or did anything sports related. Like, 
So like for me, this is like me creating my own path, me creating my own yeah. destiny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, how do I want that to look like? How do I want to be known from the scouts? Because scouts talk just like you know we talk. Yeah, you know, yeah. People, like scouts talk, and like I see mm-hmm. a lot of scouts get different jobs and are in different places that you know I've known for a very long time. So you know, it just it, it I think it speaks to more who you are as a man, and then also like I said, understanding. NFL ain't looking to add people. Yeah, I know. I haven't really. That's a crazy you know, perspective. You probably yeah, never heard. No, it. I haven't. You know, obviously, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> we're, not a, we're not that expert. No, yeah, we, we don't have that experience. You know, I stopped playing football when I was 16. Got too many concussions. Wasn't that good to begin with. Yeah. But, um, but just being a fan of the game, it's like, yeah, I haven't. That's a, that's a very interesting perspective to come from you, and I like, I respect that, and. It's just sad because they should, but like I get it at the same time. I like I get what you're saying. Like they're they're always looking to better up, looking what's next, and you know. Like think about think about this, right? Think about this. You got right now some of the top quarterbacks, right? Yeah. They just paid Russ a lot of money, yeah. and Russ is losing games. Like really, and <laughs> yeah. he's not just losing games; he's losing them really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you not sign a Colin Kaepernick? Why would you not take a chance on a Cam Newton? Yeah, mm-hmm. mind you, mm-hmm. these are all players. I guarantee you, right now, have a lot left in the tank. But oh yeah, because of you know whatever their situation is, or you know whatever the NFL sees fit, mm-hmm. it's just not what what it's in for them to card. Now, I hope, and I personally would like to see, uh, especially a Colin Kaepernick get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just because of just who he, the stance he took and where he's at. One hundred percent. Um, you know and. Honestly, I would love, I would love to see anybody that works as hard as you know I work and that I know puts in that effort yeah. like to get not. Yeah, and the whole reality is not gonna happen, but you know it is what it is. And the whole Kaepernick thing is just a, it's a such a sad situation because, like, for those like four or five years like after, guaranteed he's a, either starter or at least a backup level player exactly. in the National Football League at least. Yeah. And just to watch him get just blackballed by the league was disgusting. And now it's like hit the point of his career where we're going on seven years since this has all taken place. Um, and it's like there's not going to be team like the teams aren't going to be calling him now because they're in their minds. It's like, you know, he's too long gone. And it's like you guys were the ones who did this. Like he's proven the workouts. He's looking good in his workouts. But to them, it's just too much. And it's sad. And that's where the money comes in and everything and the business side of it. like it has to be perfect timing and like perfect opportunity like they have to be like simultaneously aligned Mm -hmm. i remember like after you know after the draft ends to get into like a camp your agent you're gonna get calls from teams like i got like three or four calls and i had to pick right now yeah but the thing is like (laughs) that's where your agent comes into play because if you like for me, it was Carolina, Indianapolis, the Bears, and then um, it was some team out west. I can't. I think yeah. it was like the Chargers at the time or whatever. Those teams call you. You have to answer right now if you're coming to their camp or not. And if not, and if you like didn't do the research prior, like I play safety and nickel. So like if they already have four safeties and nickels that they just signed yeah. to a twenty million dollar deal, that's yeah. probably not a good idea for me. Yeah. To yeah. But if it's your only opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, because then you get to camp and you can get cut for anything. Yeah, <laughs> like 100%. It's, just, it's, it's crazy. 
yeah, the undrafted, the undrafted uh, free agents or random rookies is like such a crazy process. As soon as, yeah. as soon as the draft ends, they just got a list going. It's like these teams are like as soon as they, they're pretty much taking whatever opportunity comes to them. Like you said, you yeah. get three or four teams call you. You just have to choose one right then and there. Like oh they are like as soon as that draft is over, they are right in line. You have to pick a team. It's a, such a crazy experience. Like just watch because I watch the draft. Yeah. Every hour, every second, every single pick. Yeah. And just to see as soon as that thing ends, boom, you have like 50 players already signed within two minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. If I don't mind, I would like to talk about that process. Yeah, yeah no, please. please. This, this is what I want, man. I understand. Like, yo, once you get done with college football, if you're, if you're like highly rated, like in, you know, first, second, third round, you're gonna get probably the Reese's Senior Bowl, and then you see the other bowl games you, mm-hmm. that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, like you have to, a lot of people don't understand. Like a lot of of these players invest a lot of money and a lot of time into themselves, and I don't think that they get enough credit for that because your agent is not gonna pay for you unless you're like a guaranteed yeah. high round pick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like. To train at these facilities, like House of Athlete or like one of the bigger facilities that's in the Midwest is when performance. Shout out mm-hmm. K Neil. Yeah, give gotta give him his props. Yeah. Um, my trainer. You like you gotta you gotta put some money up. Like because yeah. these people are putting their time, effort, energy. Yeah. And like when I say it's a full schedule, like it's mm-hmm. a full on schedule, like from 8 a.m. all the way to like four or five p.m. And this is just working out. Yeah. This is all things to make you faster stronger smarter you know what i'm saying see things that you know and then you're also working on the same drills that's the crazy part about it because the drills that you yeah. did at like your high school combine they're just the same drills you see people doing on tv yeah. just the numerous perfecting 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 mm-hmm. doing doing changing your body lean just a little bit to get a half a millisecond off you know what i'm saying wow. which makes a difference like think about it bro you a four a four or six is not going to get you paid. The, and the difference between a four six and a four four is not that. It's, if you look at it. It's not. Look at it, it's not. Different. It's not, dude. It's that's a crazy. little, very little, tiny detail yeah. that gets you that. And it's like that's the difference between you making six figures this year and nothing. That's dude, crazy. that like it changed. Like I like I've been to the combine two years in a row now, and like watching them forties, like Kyle Hamilton and stuff, and Jaquan Brisker, you know, Chicago Bear, who I was really rooting for happy we got him but uh dude these 40 times man these are everything to these players you run a four six and you're supposed to be like a top 15 pick you are falling to potentially early second late second round by point two like we're talking not like just like a snap literally a snap because you are that much slower it is insane how much these like these teams take stock into that and like um as much as i love the draft and the combine i think so much of it is at the same time overlooked like i think like um a lot of players their draft stock they lose millions of dollars like if you fall out of the top 10 you're talking millions and millions of dollars you have lost the difference especially going off position as well like in terms of non-premium positions to premium positions if you're a quarterback going in the first round you got your 35 million pretty much locked up right there now if you're a linebacker you're not making nearly as much but just in general just so how much goes into this process of the league and these like the the measurements and the measurables of these players like dk metcalf second round pick because he ran a shitty cone drill and that man is a freak of nature <laughs> athlete a like a freak of na- he ran a shitty ass cone drill and he dropped to the second round it's just like just 
I think the teams, the NFL takes way too much stock into it. And like you were saying, the players, like I know for a fact, like you guys are paying a lot of money out of pocket if you are not like one of them high round picks because your agents aren't investing. And, yeah. and that's the thing. It's not guaranteed. No, exactly. Nothing, nothing, nothing after college football is guaranteed. So like I've had friends that they got picked up, they got hurt. And now they just called it quits because mentally they just told me like, bro, it's just not for me. And I, I yeah. respect that. And I yeah. understand that. And I, you know, that now they're doing other great things and different businesses and different ventures. And that's yeah. one thing I can say, like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people. Like there's, there's a lot of adjustment that happens after college football. And there's a lot on the to touch on the mental health side. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot you go through mentally as a college athlete going to like, just like changing. You know what I'm saying? Just growing into the person that you, I don't know, I don't even know how to say it. You want to be or like just yeah, kind of where you wanted to be or like ever vision yourself to be like, mm-hmm. I think we all have a vision of who we wanted to be when we were young. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, by now I would have told you I was, this would be my fourth year, fifth year in the league. Like, yeah, yeah. I probably have two kids, a big yeah. house, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like nice, super nice cars. And like, yeah, my yeah. reality is totally different than what I thought it was going to be at this age mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah. saying? so like kind of getting over that getting over like not hearing your name called on draft day even though like you're putting in all this work like yeah it's it's a lot bro and as much as people say that like, they don't want recognition and stuff like that if you're working hard for something bro you want you want your flowers 100 like, percent. and it's that's just i think that's just human nature that's life yeah i don't think it's anybody that uh, can honestly see and say oh i don't care yeah, you can say that, but that's not really the truth of the matter. If you really work hard about something, you're really passionate about something, you're gonna want your flowers about it. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. No, no, one hundred percent. Like that, that's just like a life philosophy. Like you hit yeah. that right on the nail, the nail on the head. Um, one last thing I kind of wanted to pivot to outside of the sports because you know you just a man of many talents, just do everything out here. Um, how'd you get into modeling? How did that? How did oh that really gosh, get start? Man, to be honest, like. My I remember my mom had tried to get me into modeling when I was like, like first of all, my mom tried to get me into a lot of different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> let's just like, let's just start there. Um, she tried to get me in a lot of different stuff that now as an adult I wish I would have did. Yeah, but like when I say I was so locked in on doing sports, like there was yeah. nothing else that mattered to me. So like, she tried to get me to go into modeling. Okay, as like a child and like. She's like, you can really do well in this. I was like, mom, I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew you told her straight up. I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. And then, like, she tried to, like, get me in Spanish class, speak different languages. I'm like, bro, I don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, just, like, thinking about that now is crazy. But, yeah. honestly, to answer your question, um, I got hit up by one of my friends. One of my old teammates okay. was having a shoot. And he just wanted football players to go, and yeah. they paid me. Oh wow! They paid me. They like when I said they paid me, they paid me. So I was like, all right, like, right? I'm cool. And then honestly, from there, you know, I I didn't really have um, too much going on, and I have this my best friend, my, my female best friend. Her name is Danny. Yeah, yeah. She is like she was like really really into modeling and like has done a lot of modeling and she kept talking to me about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it out. And I remember my first like test shoot she went to with me and she, it was a photographer that she knew. Yeah. It was crazy. And like, I really enjoyed like being in front of the camera and I yeah. enjoyed, like the pictures came out. I was like, bro, these pictures are right. Sit on top five. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 
like, I just kept getting into it and honestly just kept expanding. And like, I think that's one thing, like since the pandemic, I've really challenged myself to do things that I don't think I could do. Yeah. So like one of those things was like modeling. Yeah. The other thing was like running. I hate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. But like now, like I'll, I can go run three, four miles and be smooth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm challenging myself to grow because I feel like if you don't grow and you stay stagnant, then you're falling behind. Yeah. So like, that's one of the things that I just kind of, at that point in time was like, yo, I'm really going to dive in. And like at pand- during pandemic, let's just talk about that. Like yeah. what a time of life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Who I was before pandemic and coming out of pandemic, two different people, bro. Yeah. Two, two totally different people and two totally different mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just not even just from the athletic side, but my brother, my youngest brother, that's my, my baby. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he played at IMG. Okay. Everybody knows IMG. It's yeah. like the number one school in the nation. So like, yeah, we were traveling during pandemic to watch his games in Florida. And, you know, he plays like their roster was stacked, bro. Like I think him, uh, he didn't play with Carnell Tate yet, but him like JJ, uh, quarterback at Michigan and then a couple yep. of their players, like pretty much all the top 10 players in the NCAA right now, all went to IMG. Wow. And, um, yeah, so they were all playing on the same team. So we were traveling to Nashville, Texas, all these different mm-hmm. places watching them play. And it's like during that time, I got such a hunger for the game, bro, and yeah. like missing the game. And like at high school, it's like the purest form of the game because it's just like for the love of it. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. Like straight, like you you know, you guys go to school together, so you already have a bond and, you know, yep. really like pushing for just like the bragging rights of like your school almost. And it's like mm-hmm. a big like whole little thing yeah it's, yeah it's just a fun time of life bro so like seeing that and like being able to be there for my brother when he was going through his time and understanding the sport and the game and you know it just like made me fall back in love with the game that much more and push my why that much more too yeah so yeah that's it's pandemic what a crazy yeah no the pandemic that definitely t- tested everybody mentally and just made us all yeah people. seriously <laughs> that was like a big wake-up call for me dude yeah. like uh just started school up then pandemic hits i get sent home i'm not doing shit for months and then like i'm like dude i was like drinking all the time like partying all the time with my friends and like at some point i was just like hit rock bottom i was broke gaining weight getting drunk all the time because i was like what like in my head i was like what the hell am i gonna do right now coming out of that was like life-changing i was like that was like a big wake-up call for me where i really hit like my rock bottom and realized that i needed to like turn my life around went back to school started this like the pandemic was fucking bad about getting weight. that's why i started running <laughs> <laughs> i was like yo i'm getting fat and i talk way too much shit to be getting fat so, like, i need to go ahead and hop on the treadmill i started running the stairs in my building like yeah it's crazy and i i, I think that's where um kind of like what you said like man you, yeah. you're doing this you're doing that but Honestly, that's where I feel like that kind of started because, yeah. like, I was like, I know I'm going to play football. I mm-hmm. know I'm going to continue to play football. I know I'm going to get another opportunity. Of course. Um, I was actually supposed to go play in the CFL that year. That's what's crazy. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they, they canceled yep. the season. So um, I knew I was going to get another opportunity. I knew I just had to keep working out and keep working. But it was just – it was, like, a time for me to kind of, like, find out what Brandon, like, what I actually was interested in outside of football – because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people get into this realm where they're like, oh, football, football, football. But then 
the game's gonna be done with you before you're done with it. Yeah. Yep. So you gotta have something you're passionate about, something that you know kind of takes your mind off of it. And for a long time, it was just school because honestly, yeah. like being a student athlete, like yo, I had study table hours, and like I wasn't a bad student, but I wasn't the brightest crayon in the like bunch. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm yeah. So like, and I was lazy too. So you know, I I would have to go to my study table hours and do you know walking across campus to your different classes and making sure you're checking in with your professors before you leave so yeah there's a lot of different stuff that like kind of preoccupied you to where it's like i didn't have you know what i'm saying i didn't have to search for an out outside of football because school was like pushing on me yeah. and I, mm -hmm. I had to do well in school to be able to play so once you get out of that and you're kind of like just sitting there to yourself it's like yo what do i do yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and then you know, I, I've I've always like admired people that have done business and like been business minded. So I knew that was like kind of the yeah. thing I wanted to focus on. No, oh, yeah. I feel like I've noticed too, like a lot of people have like some type of creative outlet. So I know like that's kind of how you are doing the model and then like getting yeah. into all that. And you got any upcoming shows, shoots, or anything you're excited about or man, I am I'm I'm excited. I'm excited because I do have some shoots that are coming up. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's one of those things where it's like you gonna see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, just know I got some stuff in the bag for sure. Right no, now. always. What I what I am super excited about that I can talk about is um I'm dropping like mini doc series on myself and kind of like this process. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, man, I I had surgery and honestly just the mental of coming out of the surgery. Yeah. I've had I've had I think this is my third surgery. Okay. So I've had surgeries before, but like this has been the most taxing on my mental i can yeah. say um i think one of the reasons is also because i'm an adult <laughs> yeah and like besides playing <laughs> football and doing all that stuff like it's great but i still have bills i still have yeah. you know yeah. things that i still have real life things that are going on i have things going on with my family with my friends that mm -hmm. you know require my attention require my time so you know being through this process and going through this process is different than when i was in college because you're in college, like all you gotta do is go to school and play football. Yeah. Yep. Now my life is a lot more complex than just playing football. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, you have to show up and be a different person almost multiple times a day for your either your businesses, your family, your friends. So it's just different, man. And honestly, um, I just feel like for me personally, uh I wanted to do this because I just wanted to show like a different side of me and show yeah. like kind of different sides of the process. You know, I feel like someone like, you know, like um, in my situation and also like kind of with the aspirations that I have, like let them know like, hey, this is some of the work that you got to do. This yeah. Is, this is where you got to be mentally to kind of push yourself to get past this point. And I, I think that's like one of the biggest things that you can do is inspire. That's mm -hmm. something that, yeah. like, you know, I think Nipsey taught us like, bro, bro would spit for 30 seconds in those little Instagram reels and change your whole perspective. Yeah. And like, that's something that's hard to me. That's something that's like legendary. Like this man's gone and you can see a 15 second of Nipsey talking that'll motivate you to go do everything that you yeah. originally set out to do, but stop because of what someone said to you or how you were feeling. Yep. And I feel like that's the greatest thing like I can pass on, I can do as a human is inspire somebody else, you know? No, exactly. I think I think the overall goal as you keep going through life, you realize it's not about it's not about even like like getting to the league or a championship or whatever your goal is or having a house and money and cars. You realize that like 
is bigger than yourself and it's about inspiring that generation and it's mm-hmm. inspiring the next generation and that's why i love kobe because mamba mentality and everything like that and it's like his his ultimate version of success he said was inspiring the youth to pursue their dreams and do what they love no matter what mm-hmm. and and that's that's really key once you accomplish that to me that's that's real success right there bro and if you have you guys seen that documentary about the usa uh basketball team oh yeah the, the redeem team? team yeah the redeem team yeah, yeah. yeah. bro you realize that Kobe's mindset changed exactly the whole outlook on USA basketball mm-hmm. in one season. Not even one, probably with one decision, bro. Yeah. Just literally waking up and choosing not to go out and party, waking yep. up and going <laughs> to the gym. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're seeing like, okay, LeBron joined, Melo joined. Yeah. Now, I don't know, is it Boozer? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wait, all of them. And all, be, like, that's what it takes, bro. Like, I think that's. Again, back to community. I think that's why community is so important because you can have one person striving for greatness that infects everybody else yep. around them. Yep. So now it's just like everybody's like appetite is for greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based off of one person. Yeah. And that one play too, where he ran or just went right into Paul Gasol's chest, his teammate dude, that shit set the tone though. It's yeah. like I would you know, we're fighting for our country here. Like this is I don't care that you're my teammate back home. Like I'm here to win. Like that 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 set the message real quick. Just going right into his chest, catching the foul, but letting him know we're coming hard. Like yeah. No, I think that's I think that's so funny, bro. Because like I I can relate to that so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously playing football, you get to know certain people. Like some of my best friends are receivers, but I know (laughs) if I see them catching that body, yeah, yeah. They know they know how I get down. So like yeah, you know, and then. Later on in the offseason, coming back, and yeah. we're all training in Chicago, wherever we're at. And like, yeah. We're just talking and shooting the shit with each other and be like, hey, remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better relax on me because you know what I'm going to do to you. Yeah. So, you know, bro, it's all healthy. But, yeah, man, like, it's it's just crazy. Like, when I came in here today, I never thought that community – like, I knew community was a big deal. And mm-hmm. I knew that it was something that's, like, really, like, important. But – just like through this talk and like through this time thinking of just thinking about you know processing through everything i've been through yeah you know the processes i've been through like community has played a huge role bro mm-hmm. a really really big role yeah so like i if i if anyone's listening that like needs motivation or needs like any type of help or like any anything like that i would say yo go get you some good good friends get you yeah. get yourself in a good community of people that are really going to push you that's going to change a lot for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. Overall, just like community is, is huge and just like in, inspiring people around you and, and just stand true to the ground and being laser focused. I mean, I think I think you dropped a lot of a lot of gems throughout this whole conversation. Like I, I'm I'm motivated myself and just like, you know, I just want to tell you that, like, I'm proud of you and everything that you're doing. And like I, I've been seeing you like sticking to the ground and just doing everything and doing it because you love it, you know, and I know it's all going to pay off for you, like, seriously, bro, so man, keep doing it. I appreciate y'all, man. Like I like I said, I really appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for being part of my community. Of course. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Him do his thing, and then now me and you is hearing about your story. Well, and do, you're doing your thing. I'm like, man, this is this is great. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can always support and get behind people that I can see really dedicating themselves to something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Dedicating themselves to being great in something, so. Man, I just I appreciate y'all. No, I appreciate you too, man. That means a lot, seriously. Please let me know when that mini doc come out too. I'm gonna be the dude because like hearing about it through this conversation that we had is one thing. Getting to see it though, like I'm excited about that. That's a that's gonna be awesome. I'm looking forward to that already. I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little I'm a little I was 
very, very <laughs> apprehensive for posting because, like, you get to see a lot of my raw emotions. Like, yeah. some days, bro, my face is just pale. It looks dead because, like, I'm mentally really going through it. Yeah, and yeah. You really see it in my face. And, like, there was times I had to tell the cameraman, like, yo, cut the camera, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, not just because I'm struggling through the workout. And, like, obviously, everything that's posted, that's, like, half the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> half the work. So, like, it's... It's like I said, the mental side of it and like really being vulnerable is mm-hmm. different. And yeah. like going back to Jordan, Jordan's like, oh, be vulnerable, bro. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's hard, bro. It's hard. It is. It, it is. Because like, you know, it's it's just difficult. And I, uh, but I'm excited, bro. I'm excited yeah. because I know what's coming out the other end. So yeah, exactly. And like you said, like we were talking about earlier, people always uh, have these courses on how to get like what you're doing is different. Like we get to see your raw emotion. That's more inspiring. These courses, they're not going to tell you how to get it done, but to be able to now have this doc series on you. I'm like how you're getting it done and what you're going through. That's cool. That's something I would like really want to get into. I'm super excited to watch this. This is going to be dope. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. No, yeah. No, super excited. So once again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for dropping all these gems and just and shedding light and just being honest, you know, with with our audience. Because you know it is it's hot topics. We honest, open, transparent over here. So <laughs> you fit right in. And um, no, I'm just thank you for coming on. And yeah, you guys, this is episode six of Hot Topics with your boy Isaiah Fit, Will Gray, and I got I got B Maze. So we'll see you guys next Friday. Peace out. Peace. Hey!